1: I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I am preparing some slow cooker white chicken chili for dinner. And I like cornbread with my chili. But I think that's a kind of a normal thing. I don't think I'm odd in that. And I found a recipe recently for something that's a little bit different. It's a little more fun and it seems like a really good accompaniment for this white chili. I think it would also be really good actually with normal red chili. But it's called cheddar chive cornbread. So we're going to make that together today. And if you wanted to have it with the slow cooker white chicken chili like I am, Just know that it's a slow cooker recipe and it'll take you several hours of cooking. But you can find it on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. And you'll find it under slow cooker meals if you type that in. Or you can look for it just under main dishes. Slow cooker white chicken chili is pretty easy. You just chop up a bunch of stuff and throw it in your slow cooker. So back to the cheddar chive cornbread. Here's your list of ingredients. You need one and three quarters cups of flour. You need a cup of cornmeal, a quarter of a cup of sugar, a tablespoon of baking powder, two teaspoons of kosher salt, and a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. You need six ounces of cubed sharp cheddar cheese, two eggs, one and a half cups of sour cream, a half a cup of vegetable oil, and a third of a cup chopped chives. If you will take a moment out from the podcast and assemble those things on your kitchen counter, we'll get started. Oh, and the do-ahead. There's two do-aheads. The first is to the first is to preheat your oven to 350. And the second one is if you have a non-stick loaf pan. It's not a square pan for this. This is a nine by five inch regular loaf pan. If you have a non-stick one, that's great. If you don't have a non-stick one, get your regular one out and spray it with cooking spray so that it's all ready to receive the batter.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: ready okay here we go so using a spoon stir up your flour so that it's aerated a little bit scoop a whole cup plus three quarters a cup and you're spooning it in because if you just scoop it out with the measuring cup it gets too dense and you get too much flour so spooning a cup and three quarters into your measuring cup and then pouring that into your bowl you're going to need two bowls for this recipe the next thing is the cornmeal and you need a cup of that. That one you can just scoop cuz it doesn't really it's, it's dense no matter what you do. That's why. So scoop it out, level it off with your hand and dump that in with the flour. And then we're going to do the same kind of thing with the sugar. Need a quarter of a cup. Dump that in again with the dry ingredients. And then you need a tablespoon of baking powder. just sort of level that off and dump it in two teaspoons of kosher salt kosher salt is different than table salt or sea salt you can find a blog that I wrote about that on my website the cookalongpodcast.com and I'm mentioning this because it's uh, kosher salt is less salty and so when, when a recipe specifies kosher salt like I'm doing right now. You really want to use kosher salt because otherwise you're going to end up with more salt than you intend to even if you measure it the same. So hopefully you have some kosher salt and you're just putting two teaspoons in with the dry ingredients. If you don't have kosher salt I would stick with maybe a teaspoon and a half of regular salt. And then the last of the dry ingredients is a quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda. So we're using both baking soda and baking powder in this recipe. All right, then we're just gonna kind of whisk that together. Get it all mixed up, that's the point. All right, easy so far, right? Okay, now, if you haven't already cut up your cheese, you want cubes, what's gonna come out to be six ounces which I'll measure for you when we get there and we'll see how many cups that is. I'm using a very sharp cheese because I happen to like very sharp cheese. This is a Tillamook Extra Sharp. And I'm just going to cut a sort of a... What is that? Probably a quarter-inch slice. And then I'm going to cut that into strips. And these strips are probably about the width and length of my little finger and then I'm going to cut them into little cubes about oh half inch by half inch is what I'm thinking these probably are okay now I'm going to do that with a second slice oh that was okay these cubes are a little bigger I think that's okay I know they're going to make cheesy pockets in the bread so I guess you know if you If you want smaller cheesy pockets, don't let your pieces of cheese get very big. And I'm measuring this as I go. I'm going to cut a third slice and then I'm going to give you some idea how much chopped cheese this is if you don't have a scale. Let's see where we're at. I have this cool electronic scale that I got gifted for Mother's Day. I like to find excuses to use it. All right, there's six ounces. That is a cup and a half of cubed cheddar. And what we're gonna do with that is toss that into the dry ingredients. That might seem kind of weird because uh, usually it seems like this kind of thing gets stirred in after, well, it's like chocolate chips, you know? The cookies are almost done before you put the chocolate chips in, but this is not that. <laughs> this one, we stir it in with the dry ingredients. And now the whisk is useless. So using a spoon, I'm just gonna stir those in. Okay, now we need the second bowl. And we're gonna crack two eggs into the bowl. Well, obviously not the shells. Then a cup and a half of sour cream. I don't have a cup and a half of sour cream. Well, and here I am in a bind. You know what? I didn't expect this. Pays to check your ingredients before you start. It turns out that I don't have a full cup and a half of sour cream. I have about a cup and maybe a cup and an eighth. So what I'm gonna do, and you can do this at home if this ever happens to you, I do have some heavy whipping cream I'm going to add that to the top of this to where I get to the cup and a half. So it's not a ton. It's just a little bit until I get to the cup and a half mark in this measuring cup. And then I'm going to add a teaspoon of white vinegar. You could also do this with lemon juice. They'll both work. What it does is curdle the cream. You could do this with the whole amount probably if you really wanted to or needed to. I, it's probably not the best idea. But the point is that the sour cream and the additional stuff I just put in with the vinegar and the whipping cream, the vinegar and the cultures in the sour cream are going to react with the baking powder and the baking soda, and that's what makes the batter rise. A little science for you. All right, so now I'm going to pour that in with my eggs and whisk them together. Oh, well, no, i got to add this vegetable oil first, so. Take sour cream into the eggs. It's mostly a bummer because I wanted some sour cream to finish my chili off with. Now I'm out of sour cream. Which means I either have to do without or someone in my family, preferably not me, has to stop at the store and pick up some sour cream. Oh well. Okay and then half a cup of vegetable oil that's some canola oil here i don't think it really matters what you use but don't use anything expensive because it's not going to make a difference in this recipe and then that goes in also with the wet ingredients that we're working on here now i'm going to use the whisk i had out a minute ago and whisk that together Before I combine these things, I'm going to pause for a moment and chop some chives. We need a third of a cup of chopped chives, and I just want little tiny bits. You can make them whatever size you want. Smaller means they go further, I I mean, you know, distribute themselves around in the batter a little further. They're going to make it pretty at the same time as they make it tasty. Okay, so this is quite a lot of chives. I had a package of chives that I got from the grocery store because my garden chives haven't, they didn't live last year, they didn't live this year, so um, I'm going to have to plant some from seed and it's, I haven't done that yet and even if I had it wouldn't be much help for today. Just for your information, this was a, let's see, a .66 ounce package, is also 18.7 grams, And I'm going to say I used two-thirds of it, probably, to get to a third of a cup. Most of the package, really. Tuck the rest of these grass pieces back into the packaging. All right, now. All right, now, going back to the wet ingredients and the dry ingredients. I am going to pour the wet ingredients into the dry and just sort of fold them together. And folding means you scoop up from the bottom just gently. It's a, it's a way of gentle stirring. It means you scoop up from the bottom with your spoon or your spatula and sort of scoop the bottom up over the top layer. It's just as if you were folding something. You bring the bottom, scoop down to the bottom, bring the bottom to the top. And it's this sort of gentle folding motion. And we're just doing it until the wet ingredients and the dry have mixed up we don't want to over stir this or those that chemical reaction I was talking about will flatten out instead of being ready to rise so just as all the dry stuff is almost gone and you can see that it's about to be gone and the wet stuff is kind of mixed in and not just in white lumps anymore put your chives in and stir those into the batter just gently Continue to stir until they're spread out within the batter. I'm still finding some dry powdery stuff as I fold But not a lot Be sure you remember to scoop to the middle sometimes when you're folding it's easy to do just scooping from the outside and forget that there's a middle section that might be getting ignored and there that's ready to go Now this goes into your, spread it into your prepared nine by five inch loaf pan and bake it at 350 until a toothpick comes out clean. That's going to be about an hour. And then you're going to want to cool it for a little bit before you serve it. Maybe half an hour. I mean, I don't think that's urgent because you want it to melt the butter when you put the butter on it, but if you cool it and then turn it upside down onto a rack, it'll pop right out of the pan, which is a good thing. And that's really all I need to say about this recipe. The cheese is gonna get in there and melt in little pools and the chives are just gonna spread around and make a nice mild oniony flavor. And you're gonna slice this. And if you're having it with the chili, I hope you like it that way. They seem like a good combo to me. And until next time, happy cooking.